Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the show that helps you balance running your business with everything else that goes on behind the scenes to create the lifestyle that you want to be living rather than a business taking over your life. Now, if you're new to listening, I'm Claire Marquick, the real life business coach supporting you through this journey, and it is great to have you tune in. If you're a regular listener, then thank you too, because it is your support that is helping this real life business movement grow. And for that, I am eternally grateful. This week, I am talking to Claudine Charles. Claudine is from the UK and designs employee training programs by day and has recently started a second business, Blended Learning Pro, to support businesses to optimize their brands online. Claudine is passionate about supporting business owners both in the UK and across the world, sharing her expertise and experience of earning consistent five-figure months. In this episode, we chat about the importance of faith in business, not from a religious perspective, more a faith in ourselves and a faith in the process. Claudine shares some of the ways that she has gotten through some really challenging times in her life. And as always, there is so much gold to absorb in this conversation. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome, Claudine. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I just, I love how technology just brings us closer together because you're in the UK, I'm in Australia. Our paths would probably never normally have crossed yet. Here we are having this conversation today. So welcome. Why don't we start off with you um, sharing with the audience a bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, so um, so like I said, my name's Claudine. I'm based in the UK. And in terms of what I do on a day-to-day, I usually work with um, corporates, so I help them to design learning programs. So this could be anything to help their employees to improve their performance. So it could be um, facilitating a learning event. Um, I could be um, designing an e-learn. One of the trends as well is like a lot of distance learning, mobile learning. And as you can imagine, because the world is online as a result of this pandemic, a lot of um, online learning, so a lot of converting face-to-face learning onto online. And as well as that, I run an online digital marketing agency. So I help um, business owners who are in a similar area to me, um, so people who are entrepreneurs or people who work um, to develop people and expertise. I help them to grow their brands online, which is really apt at the moment because we don't have the opportunities as much for you know, football or um, for networking events as much as we do. So a lot of people have to really market and brand themselves online. So that is something that's been a growing trend. And I think it's something that will continue to grow just because of the way the world is working. Even if we go back to, you know, normal, I think that, you know, there's always going to be that we're now on that online space. We have been for a number of years, but I think a lot of the time, a lot of businesses are really cementing themselves online and growing their brands and expertise. I think you're absolutely right. I think um, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, you, you in the UK, you were shut down and 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 sort of prevented from doing a lot of face to face stuff for a hell of a lot longer than we were. That's not to say that we're not going to get there because <laughs> we're going through a bit of a, a delta surge as we speak. So we we might just be a little bit behind. But you know, I, I think even even when things do all fully open up again, you're absolutely right. Like we pe- people have realize the value of being able to do a lot of stuff online haven't they and like you said previously where you were sort of facilitating perhaps a lot face to face there's going to be potentially more demand for e-learning and remote learning solutions isn't there so yeah absolutely so like you're saying in the UK we've been locked down since December we come out kind of fully in June and I'd even think that there's been quite a lot of people who um, because I have a global audience a lot of people even in UK who've been waiting they're like oh let's just still keep face to face so I'm getting a lot more people now we've come out actually saying that the world hasn't changed even though we've come out of the pandemic but I think even moving forward you know so many companies have realized how much money they saved you know with um, 
almost six months um, in lockdown, you know, not having staff um, in the offices and even um, with people that um, have products and services that they sell, you know, the, the benefits of selling online is that you have a more global audience. So, so many people like if you um, only focus on your local traffic, it um, limits you, mm. um, especially as people um, in the UK. I don't know about what's happening in Australia, but prices have gone up. I think a lot of people are feeling the pressure. So I think if you can actually work globally um, and get a global audience for your products and services and get that infrastructure um, right, then that does usually help. And I think as well, there's so many people that might not even have businesses that are about products and services. You might just have, you might be a retailer, but there's even business who are, who are doing YouTube videos and mm. getting um, adverts. I mean, it's getting a lot of money through um, ad revenue. There's so many people that are really pivoting their businesses and almost like becoming a bit of a brand um, so that they can um, grow um, their revenue into different areas. So even myself, I've been working with so many clients. I haven't hardly, for the past couple of work, I haven't worked with UK clients. It's just been all international because of what's happened in the pandemic. Isn't that crazy? And how you said before, you said in there about how um, the businesses that you're working with and businesses in general have had to pivot and change what they're offering. And and I guess, you know, you've, you would have had to have done exactly that, wouldn't you? Sort of, yeah. you said that the main day-to-day part of your business was, was face-to-face facilitation and designing learning programs. And so taking that online, how do you do that? How do you, I mean, without all the sort of the intricate details, how do you get yourself in the mindset of, oh shit, like I can't do business how I have always done business if I want to survive I've got to do something different like where, where how, how how did that thought process come about for you yeah I think because I was very lucky in that I always had a small presence on LinkedIn so I have been on social media but I think with a lot of people and speaking to other people business owners it's almost been necessity because the work that was for face to face just actually dropped and there's so many people I've spoken to who've said I've literally lost the main part of my business overnight yeah. and I felt as well that um, so many people just started come, coming to me for different needs I've always tried to market myself um, in a way that I didn't just do um, online learning I used to work for PwC um, you got PwC in your Australia obviously yeah. global yeah. brand so they um, are at the forefront of um, the digital um, they you know they're one of their mottos is digital first and it has been like that for several years and they kept on talking about how everything's going digital and I just thought it just felt like it was out of space the way they were talking it's just like yeah everything's <laughs> going to be digital and I thought okay yeah that's wishful thinking but now it's kind of less, yeah here we are and I think that's where the world is going we're kind of the borders and the kind of um the geographical locations, we're not going to be limited by that anymore. We're going to be able to, you know, we're here speaking now, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of these things are just kind of um, moving away. And I think it's in creating a lot of opportunities for people. Um, so I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's, it's helped me because if I had to just rely on um, customers and clients in the UK, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have survived just because mm. I think everyone got into lockdown there was the mindset you know what's going to happen um, people had a lot of uncertainty so a lot of businesses just stopped so but because I could have got I got clients in um, um, Denmark and Amsterdam where they probably had a less um, fearful mindset um, and they kind of just you know, businesses are different. And I think sometimes that just helps it opens up. Like we've seen what's happened in the US, now they're going to lockdown. So their businesses might be fearful. So the business owners that are there, they might want to work in with people in the UK because we've opened up and we're less fair. So that's one of the great things about being able to be global. But I think it's really necessity that really um, made me just really, yeah, yeah, just really that was the deciding point. It's just you had to just really... Oh, uh, you know, I don't really like to say, it, but it was a kind of adapt or die, as in your business mm. was that had to really do that. Yeah, yeah, and and I think being in that online space, being in that service based. Um, mm world it, it gives us the ability to do that doesn't it but I wonder what kind of lessons people with a more you know I mean cafes for example and shops that have got more physical 
physical products and do rely more heavily on local traffic. You know, it, I guess the learning is is in terms of diversifying income streams, isn't it? And that's that's something that you've clearly done when you said you sort of branched into the digital um, online marketing as well, sort of as a result of the pandemic. It's I find that a lot of coffee shops as well in the UK, so a lot of people, they have a retailer or a brand. A lot of people are now making coffee at home. People don't want to lose that. People like the whole experience of going into a coffee shop. So that is something that, for instance, a coffee retailer would do because people actually like that experience. They like sitting outside, like seeing port traffic. It's a whole experience and it's a whole customer service. So that's what people will get when they go back into those um, retailers. But I think a lot of people have been, for instance, marketing a lot of their products so selling it across not necessarily globally but um being able to um post for instance coffee beans or and i've seen that happen like even in the uk and pret-a-manger now all their pastries you can actually buy um online and stuff like that or their donuts online so i think a lot of people have been selling a lot of their products and services um um, digitally and using things like i know i don't know what you you call we call it um just eat but i know you have kind of like a delivery um, services yeah, delivery service yeah so, yeah you know, yeah so we got uber eats and yeah log and yeah. I'm, I'm in the yeah. we're, we're in the country like in the rural areas where we don't get any of that so please excuse uh, my like not knowing what they're all called but we do have them <laughs> yeah because i'm like in the rural areas in kent and i find that even if it's not the big brands, some of the big brands in London, they all have a delivery service. But I find that all, even the smaller retailers are now have, having to sign up to the app just yeah. for local traffic, especially when you get into a pandemic and people don't want to go out. Um, they've had to make it more accessible. But, you know, let's see what happens. I think because we were locked out for such a long time, so many of these apps made it more accessible for smaller retailers because of the necessity of it um, mm. and them losing businesses. But let's, you know, business, but let's see what happens. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I hope you're not in lockdown for a long time, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> so where did your business journey begin? Have, have you always been in business or did you do a move yeah. from, from working as an employee and then switching to having your own business? Yes, I was working as an employee and I was very happy, um, you know, being an employee and trying to kind of scale the corporate ladder. But I always felt to myself, I didn't want to be in senior management. You know, I worked in HR and I saw some of the um, challenges of being a leader and a manager and I got a very good perspective on what the skills and behaviors and qualities you need to have to be a leader and I you know I think you know everyone's a leader in their own right but I didn't necessarily want to be in that role especially because it's not just about developing and leading people you know there's a lot of politics there's a lot of things that go on in organizations of being a leader so I kind of from a very um, early on in my career I think I had my first roles in it for six years and then I just left it and became self-employed and um, wow. that was just a big risk to take but I when I was leaving that role I had quite a few people who I worked with who were suppliers I said oh you know I discussed I was planning to leave and they said oh you know we can get you work so when I left I had client assignments um, and then from a, a few years after that I just started pivoting back and forth from being self-employed to being employed and just kind of taking work where you know just working on assignments that I found really interesting mm. and then um about five years ago I um you know had a very serious accident and I kind of just made a decision to become self-employed so um yeah that was I had a bit of a eureka moment and I decided that this is the way that I was going to go and I became self-employed full-time and yeah and I haven't looked back and I think to myself I wouldn't necessarily go back to being employed um, isn't it funny I mean obviously it's not funny having a very serious accident but isn't it isn't it funny how it can sometimes take a, a life-altering event like that or a trauma an accident a, a, a death in the family a, a big trigger event can make us see things through completely different perspectives can't it yeah, and I think it was like, because I, I was saying I was pivoting from being self-employed to being employed. I think, you know, there's so many different things that happened. You know, I you know, became vegan and I started, you know, I bought my first house. But, you know, my life just really changed and improved. Um, expert, I can't even say that, but it just kind of expert, exponentially. That's it, exponentially. It just really <laughs> the vocab lesson <laughs> but yeah it just improved and I think it is 
you know, something that I wanted to do. So I always thought to myself, years later, years, you know, when I grow up almost, you know, I'm going to be self-employed. But I think, like you said, when you have that kind of life-altering experience, you kind of think, you know, what? I just need to do this now. I just need to get on with it. You know, we so many, I think so many um, times we just pro- procrastinate and we hold back on where we want to move forward in life. And I think sometimes when you have those situations, you kind of feel, you know, I could have died um, yesterday or a month ago. And I just think it just put things in perspective. You no longer feel the, you know, it just changes your mindset, really. I really do think it changed your mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine you for me, a big thing for me was, was having our boys, you know, having the, um, having kids and suddenly, suddenly it just seemed all of a sudden I'd gone from this young, free 20 something, only thinking about myself to being married and having two kids. And, and it was, it was like, there was obviously time that passed in the, <laughs> between those two events, but it was like, I suddenly just had this wake up and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I'm here now. Like I'm, I'm somewhere different now. And, and just, it was like the glasses I was wearing, the filter that I was looking at the world through and and making my decisions through was different. So, I mean, very different circumstances, but that same sort of thing in that some kind of trigger event just makes us see things differently. And um, it's, it's then what we do with it, isn't it? And what, what we make of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, those are the moments, you know, people may look back and those are the moments, I should say, sorry, where people think, hey, you know, you've changed, you're different. And sometimes those situations do change you and it does give you a different perspective. You know, I had, you know, very serious accident, woke up in hospital, tubes out, you know, I had an experience that I would never wish on anyone. And I think it just really, yeah, it put things in perspective and it just makes you live for um today but I think yeah it does change you you do kind of have that they say it's a life altering um you know situation and I think those are kind of the milestones or things that happen in your life I won't even call it a milestone that's just an incident really I think what you described is a milestone but um yeah that's just something that kind of just shakes you out of your current um position or perspective in life that's exactly uh, it isn't it yeah, it's like a timestamp. It's like a, you know, there's like a, right, here's an event where, you know, you've got, you've got a choice. You keep, you go this way or you go that way. It's one of those sliding doors moments. We've spoken about yeah. that in some of these other podcast episodes that I've done. Sliding doors moment. Literally, you could go one way or the other and life could be completely different depending on which, which path you And I, I think, like I was saying, I was employed, I was pivoting back and forth. So, you know, some people, it comes gradually you know they may be employed they're going to be self-employed or they change you know they start traveling or you know they have kids and it comes gradually but I think yeah like you said it was almost like a jolt you know I was kind of like wobbly and kind of going back and forth and it just kind of really just put you know pitched a uh, tent in the sand kind of thing yeah (laughs) it's the universe it's someone up there going for god's sake Claudine just why can't you see what you've got to do (laughs) let me help you (laughs) Yeah, so um, even though it's, I you know, I always try to put a positive spin on life, but I do think to myself, you know, even though it was a very difficult situation and it's something that I wouldn't wish on anyone, mm. it's moved me forward in life. So I have to kind of put, you have to kind of try and put some positive on it, positivity on it, otherwise it just kind of eats you up really, so... I think, that, um, yeah. I think that's a really good point. It's, it's, I mean, I talk a lot, um, a lot to my clients about feeling the emotions of business. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, quite a lot of my clients are very practical, um, just focus on the actions, wanting to get things done, pushing feelings and emotions aside and, and just getting on with things. And I think, you know, if you've got clients to serve, if you've got, um, you know, a, a shop to open or a coaching sessions to run or whatever, you, there is some extent where you've got to leave your shit at the door or serve your client and get on with it but there's also there's also that need to be human isn't there and feel the emotions and through that time obviously you had a lot to process and a lot to deal with and a lot to get over but then like you say it's okay um it yes it was shit I'm going to accept it was shit but I got a lot from it. I can be grateful for it because of this, or it's given me the opportunity now to think like this or do this and, and use it as a positive to move forwards with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the situation, yeah, like you say, you can always say it's shit. You never kind of reduce the magnitude of the situation, especially if it's 
um, a very negative incident, but you can say, how can I grow? What can I do? Where can I gain strength? And actually be able to look back on it, not necessarily, you look at the incident and you see it's negative, but what did, how did I overcome it? Where did my strength come from? So you put yourself in that positive position. So I think that that is where the power comes from. Oh yeah, absolutely. And would you say now that you still draw on that? Does that still um, Mm. inspire you and motivate you to make decisions that previously you might've procrastinated on a little bit, or maybe, you know, like you say, jumped around a little bit. Are you more determined in your decisions and where you want your business to go now? Yeah, I think as well, just working for myself and being my own bosses has changed that because I think when I was an employee, you know, and you're on someone else's time, you know, sometimes you may hold back on saying things or doing things and you think about your job and your security. And I think because I just literally moved myself in a completely different space, that is kind of where I am. So even though that incident happened, that kind of got me to where I am, Mm -hmm. but where being self-employed, but I think being in that position is where I kind um, and I think if, uh, uh, some people might say, you know, maybe it's an incident that kind of made you more assertive and more confident. But I actually think it's actually because the buck stops with you when you become um, um, self-employed. And when you um, when you have clients that come to you for coaching or come to you for your products and services, they um, see you as an expert. They see you as someone that they can work with. Whereas sometimes when you're an employee, you know, you do sometimes become part of the furniture. Sometimes you're not necessarily, you don't get the um, recognition that you deserve. You know, you're constantly trying to prove yourself through your performance. Whereas I think sometimes when you do, especially shorter term assignments, you're getting that feedback from your clients and you're asking for that feedback. It does build that confidence. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, yeah, I find that's more, more a bit more challenging um, and it's slightly, um, the process a lot slower when you work within organisations because, again, you have to wait for budget, you to do things and all those things that kind of just really slow down the pace of what you're doing. Absolutely. So when we're working for ourselves, we can we can set our own budgets, we can set our own project deadlines, we can, we can do our own performance reviews, <laughs> whatever yeah. we want. Yeah, and hopefully that's another thing is, sometimes it's hard to get that feedback you know I've worked with a lot of CEOs who say you know you know I'm at the I'm at the top of my organization I don't know if I'm doing well I'm kind of making the money but am I a good boss so you know I think definitely networking as well with peers to kind of get feedback on your performance is really important and building those networks especially when you're by yourself because sometimes that's the one thing that you do miss out on is that kind of informant sometimes people don't necessarily worry about it because they're making their money but you know, that's what's going to really push you um, and your business forward is really just having those discussions and just make and also just building a confidence, especially if you're going through difficult times um, in a pandemic, just having discussions and just knowing that other people are going through the same situation, even though it's not it's, it's horrible that people go through the same situation. It just allows you to feel, hey, you know what, I'm just not in it alone. And having those people as a mouthpiece to kind of have conversations is so important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's it's something that I think almost every single person who's been on this show has said the importance of networking, the important the importance of support groups around you, the importance of surrounding ourselves when we're in business with like-minded people, because even if we're talking to clients all day, or you know, we've got customers in and out of our premises or our business all day. And we might be talking and we might be busy and we might be doing things, the kind of that internal weight or that internal pressure of everything being on our shoulders can be quite lonely, can't it? Like you, you don't just talk to that about that kind of stuff to the person who's coming in your store or the, the coaching client who's ringing you up on the phone to find out about what you do. You don't, you, you can't, we can't just let all that out to them, can we? And I think as well with a lot of people, you know, they might not necessarily have a coach. Um, they might not be in an area where they actually want to hire one they their peers don't have a coach but just almost like having those conversations you know we see that so many times just with people in general you almost become coaches to each other and kind of give each other advice and you know you don't take on everyone's advice but I think just having those conversations is so um, important and like you're saying offloading and just allowing people just to 
um, just understand different people's perspective. And I think even mm-hmm. to a certain extent, even if you're in a ne- negative situation or something's going wrong in your business and you meet someone else who's in a worse situation, helping them also helps you as well. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can just even help people who are even in the worst situation that you are and you don't, and that gives you a lot of um, personal power and, um, and really helps you to improve your performance as well. Absolutely. Um, help people along the way who are further along on the journey. Yeah, yeah. And something that we spoke about, um, we spoke about before we started recording, um, when we spoke a couple of weeks back, is um, yeah. the importance of role models and having people that you that you look up to. So it might they might not necessarily, I guess, be in our direct networks in that we can bounce and tick tack off them all the time. But having people to look up to is a really important thing when we're in business too, isn't it? absolutely so I think sometimes it's um some I think it's also sometimes people don't might not necessarily reach out to people so you might be in a particular business um and you see people that are doing better than you and you just kind of just hang around with your own circle but I think it's really important and something that I have continuously do I try to have at least two conversations that I can with other business owners um it's something that I you know I don't always feel comfortable doing and sometimes mm-hmm. I've, I've the call's coming up and I think, oh, not another call. But every time I have a conversation with someone, I get so much value for it and from it. And now it gets to the point where I actually think, hey, I'm not going to have any set any agenda or anything. I'm just going to really just see where this conversation goes. But I think it's really important to definitely have role models and people who are uh, maybe even further along or um, even sometimes you can do what we call kind of that upwards kind of mentoring and you know mental people that are not necessarily who are just new to um, business and sometimes we have to relearn things because sometimes when you speak to someone who's less experienced than you they ask you questions and they it makes you think oh actually why am I doing this why am I doing this this way or why am I concerned about this or why is this my focus and I think especially with a lot of younger people you, you get a lot of those questions because they are um, what they call they've got this is technical terms called self-actualizers and then they kind of really think about their place in the world and they look at things through the bigger picture whereas like earlier generation by like half generation probably looked more at kind of making money and stuff like that and you know getting those houses and status symbols you know that's kind of how our generation is brought up whereas I think the way the world's going to hear people talk about environments they do think about broader things but more broadly and I think because a lot of younger generations think about things more broadly they tend to ask more broader questions and help you to think about things differently but mm-hmm. I think definitely role models are so important so I had um, quite a few role models I think my dad was one of my biggest role models as a business owner and just growing up with him and seeing how he um ran his business and how he dealt with all the peaks and troughs of business life that really did inspire and motivate me I think that that's awesome to have to have um a parent in particular as 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 a role model to sort of see to learn from how they handle, like you say, the ups and downs, whether they're in business or, or not. And, and as a kid, we might not necessarily realize it. Might not, We might not realize what we're observing or what we're absorbing. Um, but then later as an adult reflecting and looking back, you can, you, can, you can see the ebbs and the flows, can't you? You can see that roller coaster of good times and bad times. And it's like, oh, okay. And it just sort of helps you um, gives you some kind of foundation on which to build our own sort of resilience strategies for riding those roller coasters, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I see with a lot of, um, like I said, I run an online digital marketing agency, and I find so many people, you know, they don't market their business, they don't go out and get new clients. There's so many different, and I'll say those two examples, but there's so many things which people are holding back on or procrastinating with. And um, I always say to people, it's always, and there's a quote, you know, see your business in decades and years. You know, there's so many people that I have a, a very short-term focus. And if you have a business, if it's in the right location or you're um, in the right place in social media, um, there's other businesses that have that business in place, then there's, there's a, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't, you know, be successful. But one of the things that separates people is time. And I think, and it's effort, time and effort and um, being realistic. You know, sometimes with a lot of business owners, they sometimes develop a strategy or way of running their business. They don't revisit it. Is it working? Is there something I could improve on? 
Um, if things are not working, they accept things. You know, sometimes, you know, there's so many things that you see in your business and it's staring at you in the face and you just continue to go, you know, follow that course of action. But sometimes you need to just change it. Um, so many times people, they see something going wrong and they accept it. And I think it's so important to look at what's actually happening and just move and constantly try to change things up. Not changing to the sake of changing things, but usually as a business owner, your gut feel, you know what you need to change. You know what you need to do. You know, say for instance, you might need to bring a new member of staff in and you're just thinking, I don't want to spend the money. But, you know, you bring that new member of staff in and that person would free up time for you to do other things. There's so many benefits. So, so many things that people don't want to do but it will move their business forward. And I think that's something that I have learned is that it's about time and it's about really just challenging and making changes. And I think that's something that I um, saw, especially for my dad. He just, at one time, I think in his 70s, no, it was in his late 60s, he changed the entire business. He ran a building supplies business and, and they did like plumbing supplies, heating supplies. And then he went and he worked for, and he's in his 60s, he went to um, the north of England. So he went away and, and found a competitor that was a, you know, a lot, had a large business, so he didn't impact their business. And they were doing fencing and slabs, like paving slabs. And he, at late 60s, went and he became an apprentice in that business. And then he came back down to London and he started selling that. So I thought it was really nice that my dad did that because he could have just kind of went to someone in London, but he actually went and moved up to the north of England so he didn't impact someone else's business learn what they were doing and actually then started selling that business and changed the whole business and you know when you see yeah so when you see examples of that you know you can just see and that was in the same business it didn't change the business name or anything he just made that massive change and that really you know really grew the business um increased the revenue um and then he went and he created more jobs um made more money so stuff like that that you see that really does inspire you um, so that's kind of what you, yeah Absolutely. And I think it, it's something that so the episode the episode's not out yet, but by the time people are listening to this, it will have been out last week. So I'll say we heard last week we were talking about doing um, doing things new. So in episode 21 um, with Melissa Guller, we were talking about remembering what it's like to be new at doing something. And when we've been in business for a really long time, we can get complacent. We can get lazy almost. And exactly like you say, we might know something needs changing or we might have an inkling something needs changing, but we kind of let ourselves a bit off the hook or we're like, yeah, we'll get to it. And we don't. So unless we have that external person, that coach, that consultant, that support network, whatever it is sort of spurring us along, we might not always do it. And so we were talking about the importance of being new at something again. And that's sort of what it sounds like what your, your, your dad did in that situation. It's like, well, I'm going to be new at something again. I'm going to, I'm going to like reignite my energy. I'm going to go and I'm going to start at the bottom and learn something new. And then I'm going to take those learnings back to my business and move it on exponentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of how I've been with the online digital marketing as well. You know, I've been doing that for like eight, you know, it's come up to 18 years and now that's something completely new and it's a different business. But I think one of the things I noticed as well, which I probably is very similar to my dad's situation, it is scary. It is Mm -hmm. scary and you don't know where it's going to lead. You don't know whether it's going to be successful, but you do try. You put one foot in front of the other and you just make that change and when you learn something new and you have that what they call that unconscious incompetence because you you know it's almost like it's a blind lead of blood you know you learn your skills but you don't know where it's going to lead um but then you kind of get to a point where you are competent and you'll feel confident it's like going on a journey really and sometimes when you get old you don't want to do that um but if it's really going to benefit benefit you then you will do that and I think again that happened at a point of change for my dad because there was a time when I think the business rates going out the business in um, other areas were suffering so sometimes it is about necessity but I think sometimes it's really important um I was reading about um actually uh, um but I was actually reading them um, on Instagram and it was um um, I think it was a strong man. I follow quite a lot of, um, I do a lot of working out in the gym and they were saying, you know, sometimes it's good to train on the days that you don't want to, 
because mm-hmm. that is when you actually, when you actually come to competition days, that is when you do your best. So sometimes when you don't actually want to do something, um, that's when you should do it. So sometimes people say, okay, that happened to you, it happened to your and dad at a point of change. So when something, when the time comes, I will do it. But sometimes it's good to do it at a time when you don't want to do it and it's not necessarily necessity just to actually move your business forward. And I think a lot of the time that, you know, there's no better time than now to kind of do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say, because uh, like you, you were just talking about branching out into a new area of business, it's scary. You don't know if it's going to be successful or not. And we've talked about those peaks and troughs, those ups and downs. What would you say is that internal drive that you've got within you? What keeps you going? Yeah, what, what gets you through those times of fear and anxiety? What gets you through those, those down times when you don't know what's going to happen? I think it's just understanding the process. So I know that fear is a very natural part of change, fear and chaos, because even in global social issues, you know, we're going through so many different issues as a global, you know, globally, and it is a lot of chaos, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of things that happen with the pandemic, but after a while, and it happens with us, is things just start becoming a bit of like a new normal. And that mm. happens a lot of the time with um, a lot of challenges. It is scary and you do have to fight your way through the mud. And sometimes it's like that when you're going on a diet, you know, you know what you want to eat, you want to you know, reach for something unhealthy. The but you just have to go- and the wine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, all those things uh, but, <laughs> and more. Uh, but you know that after a while, it'll become easier. You almost you just have to kind of fight through the pain. And you know that most people who do that are the ones that are successful that's mm-hmm. the ones that separate from you know the um the wolves from the sheep because you know there are people that kind of will just go through it and there's people who enjoy that process so some people that like that challenge and but even if you don't like it you just have to get through it because you know that that's the process that people who are successful go through they mm-hmm. have to go through that chaos they have to go through that friction to change and be successful so you reckon yeah. you, you feel there's a there's it's a it's a faith it's a it's a kind of whether you whether you're religious or not it, it's a faith it's a knowing that there's an end that that this will pass yeah. that whatever the this is in that situation I mean that that's certainly what I believe and it can be really bloody tough at times can't it like they'd be like oh my god I know there's days there have been days um, particularly in the past couple of months for for me personally where I've just just not wanted to adult, not wanted to get up, not wanting to see the world. Um, but having that, having that deep rooted faith that we will get through things really helps, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think as well, also appreciating, and sometimes it's hard for us to do that, that we're in such a privileged position. You know, if you're in business or, you know, you're moving towards a particular goal, um, that is a very privileged position. And sometimes as well, even if you're in a difficult situation, the fact that you have the ability you're not restricted from actually moving forward it's just about your mindset and making that change and Mm. I think it is very much about mindset because sometimes when you're in a very difficult situation and you feel that there's no way out you know one of the things that we control is our emotions even if you're sitting in a situation and there's total shit all around you you can choose how you feel about that situation that's our personal power and I think I always think about that that I have the power to change this I have the power to change. And I've been in difficult times. I've had times, especially in the UK when it was around Brexit, where things weren't going well. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of really started again expanding my business online, even from the pandemic, from Brexit, because I started thinking a bit more globally. Um, but I think even in those difficult situations, when, you know, you're worried about you know, clients coming through and, you know, what's going to happen, you know, you can get through it by changing your mindset and how you feel about the situation. And even if you feel like things are going wrong, you don't want things, you know, don't want to adult, or you, you know, don't want sometimes to, you just want to have a lie-in. Sometimes it's about just saying, you know what, I'm going to focus on this big task and maybe these smaller tasks, or I'm just going to set a smaller task and just constantly work towards it. And I think it's so important to set goals, especially when you're in a negative situation. You know, I didn't cheer, but, you know, my, I lost my mum and dad at the beginning of the year. So, you know, they died within a week of each other. It wasn't oh, to do with God. COVID. You know, my mum had a blood clot and my dad had, um, um, he died of a broken heart, really. He died oh. a week later. Um, but one of the things that I did to get through that, again, in a very difficult situation, is say, I'm going to set two tasks to do. You know, a lot of the time I'm going to, 
feel that I want to sit down and cry and reminisce and but I said you know every single day I said I'm going to start and doing so many little small tasks just even in my business or even if it's just like talking to my VA getting up and setting an early time to talk to my VA to get me out of bed to get make her my motivation I kind of did that and I remember my sister saying to me recently I wish that I did what you did because I just kind of just fell apart whereas I thought if I just set one or two goals that I accomplished I would have felt that I'm still kind of in the mix. I'm still doing things. Still stepping forwards. Yeah. Yeah. So I think even if you're in a really difficult situation, whatever that can be, even just setting yourself, even just putting it on your phone or on a piece of paper, Monday, I'm going to do this or Monday, I'm going to do that. And it could be even small things like I'm going to clear my office or there's a space, I'm going to paint something or do something. It just helps you to start moving forward and it just helps you just to get a routine and doing just takes your mind off stress as well you know so many people just ruminate and think about things whereas actually if you just actually started doing and got into the process of physically labor and actually doing things or um it does really help you just to move forward um yeah, it totally does. I, I 100% resonate with that. And something that it's funny because it's, it's winter here in, in Australia at the moment and, and we've got a wood fire. And so, you know, every now and again, I'll go out and I'll collect like sticks and little bits of wood to be kindling. And I love doing that task and it's so silly but it's because because it's a practical physical task it's outside in the in the fresh air cold air at the moment but you know it's like you say it's something physical and and tangible that we can do um and then you you come in from it and I feel accomplished and even though it was physical and walking up and down hills and stuff you feel refreshed you feel energized and you suddenly then got the space to process stuff that's going on better haven't you absolutely and they know I've got a psychology degree and they also say that sometimes that that's a very good thing to do say for instance if you're working on something and you just get stuck sometimes it's good just to have a sleep because then sometimes your mind actually takes over and your brain um who you know sometimes we just dress things stress out but it's actually a functioning part of your brain solves a problem for you but sometimes it's like good to just do tasks like that because you're going and you're searching and you know you're not necessarily you know your mind's thinking about the issue in the background but you're actually just doing something that's very methodical and you're thinking about something and that actually helps so sometimes just go for a walk doing something like you know doing a load of washing yeah yeah absolutely yeah sometimes it is really good you know there's a oh, there's an area in your you know folding your clothes or maybe something that you need to tidy up or organize just you know organize a sock drawer or something it just really <laughs> helps yeah I love it <laughs> I'm really curious. This is something that I ask all my guests. What are some of your um, routines or rituals? What are some of your non-negotiables that you set for yourself to keep you um, working as effectively as you can? So I think one of my non-negotiables, which is very hard in the pandemic, is really trying to do some physical exercise or going to the gym. So that's something I do even with clients. You know, I try to ensure that I have a early morning workout and also have a really good um, breakfast so those are kind of my non-negotiables that I always try and take care of my um, physical health you know early in the year like I said you know with my loss I couldn't go to the gym also because of the pandemic you know I had to do a lot of running I couldn't do running so I just did some walking but I try and do something and also try and make sure that I could prepare a, a meal you know I try to do a lot of um, meal prepping and on the weekend so I try and do that just so I'm not um, snacking because sometimes if I don't have something that I've prepared in the fridge then I'm gonna be like oh let me go in the freezer and get something that I shouldn't really <laughs> what's <laughs> oh, in there what can I eat <laughs> it's okay to have those days but I try and eat as healthily as I can most of the time yeah yeah it makes such a big difference doesn't it I'm I'm very much the same with the exercise thing and I think just just living where we do um well some people might say it's an excuse I don't know it'd be an hour round trip to even get to the gym let alone then do any kind of workout and when you've got two young kids that you're getting ready for school in the morning doesn't happen so instead of using that as an excuse not to do anything I do a lot of home workouts or yoga or go for a walk when it's not pouring down with rain and things like that but I have to start my day like that 
even yeah. like you said before, even those days where I really don't feel like it and where I feel like I'm really tired and that I really just want to stay in bed, I'll still get up at six o'clock. And those are the days where I get even more out of those workouts because yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm bloody up now. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it count. <laughs> and I always say, when on those days, I always kind of really reflect and I say to myself, well done, Claudine, because I know you know you didn't want to do that. So I said, you, you, know, you did it, you didn't want to do it. And I tried to remember it so that, you know, I remember, and I always forget, you know, <laughs> but I always think to myself, try and remember how you felt when you didn't want to do the workout. But then, you know, when you, you're lying in bed or whatever, you start thinking, I can't remember that time. You know? yeah. <laughs> you're just kidding yourself. No, I think I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to, um, I'm going to fire some quick fire questions at you in a minute, but if people want to find out a bit more about what you do or want to connect with you, how can they find you? So they can find me on LinkedIn. So I, like I said, I've got two businesses. So if they want to follow me on LinkedIn, if they're on LinkedIn, they can follow me under Claudine Charles, but I'm also on Instagram. So my handle is at Claudine C Charles. So that's on Instagram. So that's at Claudine C. Charles. Um, and also as well, you know, they can check out my website and contact me there. Um, yeah, so definitely, you know, check out. Um, I'm on social media and I've got a website, so they can definitely do that. Fabulous. And I'll grab those links off you and post them in the show notes to this episode as well. So make it really, really easy. Everyone can just click through and, um, and connect or shoot through any questions they might have about what you do. Brilliant. Yeah. And if they've anyone has any questions, they can definitely do that. So people sometimes just kind of DM me with questions. I'm happy to answer those. Lovely. Thank you. All right. Let's dig into these quick fire questions. And I actually love how I call them quick fire. I was just, we were just talking at the beginning. Like I don't think any of these quick fire rounds are actually quick fire. They're usually at least another five or 10 minutes, but who cares? <laughs> They're good fun. <laughs> yeah, cool. tell, tell us about a book, a book that you would recommend everybody read. Yeah, so I think especially for your audience, because it's real life business, I one book I would really recommend is the E-Myth Re- Revisited. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah, that is such an amazing book. And I think that is something that really does really help a lot of business owners and really help them to understand, you know, about where their business should be going in terms of scaling their business. And also help them to, it helps them to reflect on how they feel in their business, you know, when you're um, kind of just, wearing so many different hats so I think that's a book that I believe everyone should read yeah I 100% agree and there are many a client who I have said okay read this book then we talk Yeah, it's, yeah, I just I think it's I, I think it's it, like you say, it's really, really important because we so typically so we'll start a business because we're the we're the doer, we're the technician, we we do that thing that we're good at. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we decide we're going to go into business doing it and it all can change really quickly. Yeah. And that was you know, that was the inspiration for where my business even came from. Reignite performance coaching is about reigniting our passion for what we went into business for in the first place place because so often we can find ourselves down this rabbit warren of just busyness and stress and yeah we forget what we actually went into business for in the first place so totally totally with you on that one (laughs) what about a song what's your favorite song of all time and why I have so many different songs I have really diverse musical tastes but I think one of the songs I like is a man in the mirror by Michael Jackson I think that is really definitely about you know looking yourself in the mirror and making those changes and really in anything really everything just starts with us really so mm. I do like that. the meaning so I thought so I have loads of cheesy songs like I yesterday I was playing a lot of NSYNC for some reason in my car but I thought let me try and think of a meaningful song so I at least sound <laughs> a bit intelligent in this podcast <laughs> No, I think I, and I, I love that whole real lifeness of it as well though because yeah I think I personally, again, I believe that like songs are just like we need different songs in different moments. And there is plenty of moments where cheesy 90s stuff is totally yeah. okay. <laughs> it was literally, a, it was on, it was on um, Spotify and it was a compilation of Backstreet Boys, NSYNC and Britney Spears. And I was driving home from my sisters and I was just, yeah, I just, I was just loving it. It was just great driving. <laughs> Reminiscing. <laughs> Love it. <Yeah. laughs> What about a quote that's changed your life? 
So I think one of the um, one of the quotes I like is you don't have to see the um, whole staircase. You have to just take the first step. And that was one by Martin Luther King. And I think that is so true. You don't have to see the first staircase. And I think so, I mean, the whole staircase. Um, and I think sometimes the whole staircase, if you look at the whole staircase, it can feel really daunting. And I always do that work, even when I'm designing training courses, sometimes, you know, or work with a client. Sometimes a client will come to me with a project. I think to myself, really, I don't think I can do this. But then you just take that first step or you start asking more questions and, you know, you realise that it's a lot easier than you thought or, you know, you start speaking to other people and you find out that there's actually resources in the client's um, organisation that can support you. So I always think it's always good just to kind of never shy away and just really take that first step in faith and, you know, you don't have to see that whole staircase. I think that's fabulous. I remember once it's along a very similar sort of thought process. A mentor of mine was was talking about how we can be overwhelmed at the um, magnitude of a task or particularly when starting a business. And they were using the analogy of um, sitting in our car on a dark road, like at nighttime and you put your headlights on and you can see, I don't know, like so far ahead, um, but you can't see your destination. Um, because the road yeah. is like miles and miles and miles and miles long, but you can see, I don't know, a few hundred meters ahead. And so mm-hmm. if you if you just start to drive, um, knowing that you can see what you can see, every mm-hmm. turn of the wheel, you're moving forward. So every step yeah. that you take, you're seeing another step and another step and another step. And I think that that sort of ties in really nicely with what you just said there. I'm just a very visual person. I'm like, oh, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree with it. I'm very visual as well. So I like that analogy as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Love it. Thank you. What about a bit more practical now? What about a piece of tech or an app or a bit of software that's changed how you do business? Yeah, so I think it's one piece of software is um, what was Trello. So I use that so much with my teams. And um, because I work with a lot of my team are overseas, they're not based in the UK. So mm-hmm. I find that that helps me so much because, you know, I put all the tasks that they have to do, you know, I have, they have a card for each day. So if those that don't know um, what Trello is, it's actually a tool that just helps you to organize anything. Um, you can list, if you're in social media, you can put all your ideas for your social media posts. If you are a project manager, you can put your project management on there. Then how I use it is for my team. So each um, um, member of staff will have a page. And you'll have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in there. And in each card um, for each week, they'll have the tasks that they have to do. And they have to sign off when they completed it um, and tick it off. And I think that just helps me, especially when you're working with people who are um, not necessarily in the same um, area or location. It just helps me to know that they are completing the task. And then they put a link um, in there to you know the work when it's completed. And it just means that... Um, I can actually, I know that they've completed the task because the link's there, the evidence there, but it also helps them because it's not necessarily about me being overbearing and just watching them and what they're doing. I you know they've got set tasks and they can do that. So I think that is one of the things that has just been, there's so many pieces of software that helped me in my business, but I think that just really just helps everyone just to be really organized. And mm. it helps me just in planning. Like, you know, we talk about the e-myth revisited, you know, revisited. I kind of understand from that what the tasks are, the main tasks are in my business and what people are doing. I've got like a kind of drone helicopter view of what everyone is doing. So if I need to bring someone in, then I can bring someone in because I know these are tasks rather than sometimes in business, people are constantly just doing every piece of task themselves and they don't necessarily write it down. So I think it's sometimes really helpful when you can map out the tasks and you understand what the main tasks are in your business because so many people just have that in their head. So I think that really does help. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Love it. Leave us with, leave us with a life hack. That when people listen to it, they're going to go, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, so I think I, it's actually a quote, actually. It's, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. So I think that's the reason I say that is because I think that especially in this world that we are now with influencers and people kind of wanting to push themselves forward, um, I see so many people that will do that um, 
and they kind of don't necessarily even think about their customers, their products and services. You know, people are, you know, you have so much people, so many people talk about entrepreneurship and moving forward and getting their financial um, figures and hitting those targets and stuff like that. But I really do think it's really important to be uh, a nice person in the world. And I hate the word that nice, but I think it's just such a plain um, yeah. term. But I do think it, it is always really good to have operate with some integrity and honesty and trust and actually do things that actually make the world a bit better, whether mm. it's a product or services. And, you know, like we're talking about, you know, you have people that are retailers, maybe you have coffee owners, and you might be someone that has a coffee shop and that you're, you saying hello to the person that comes into your shop actually makes their day. You don't know what that person's going through. Um, you know, you might be a um, sell products and services and you ensure that the services you provide, you know, is very easy. It's very accessible so that if someone has to buy your services, they're not, you know, they don't, they're not stumbling all over the different web pages and it's annoying and they can't buy because that can sometimes mess up. Those little things can even, you know, if you're in a stressful moment, and you're trying to do something, sometimes that can actually things um, yeah, the little things that count. Yeah. So it's really about that whole customer journey and just making things easier. So I think, you know, it's really important just to always put people at the heart of what you're doing. So that is it. So it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Oh, I love it. What a fabulous place to end on. Thank oh, you so much. It has been, the time has just flown. It's been an awesome yeah. conversation. I really appreciate it. And uh, just a reminder to everybody listening in that all of Claudine's contact details will be in the show notes to this episode. So you can click through and connect with her um, at your leisure. Thank you so yeah. much again. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed my time speaking to you. Yeah, the time has flown and you know we've had such a great conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks to everyone that's listening. And that's a wrap for episode number 22. I simply love these conversations and the recurring themes that come through them. I don't know about you. You What did you take away from this conversation? Now, I know that a lot of my clients and listeners have physical businesses as opposed to online service-based businesses, but I still think there are some great things to take away and think about in terms of diversifying our income streams and seeking new opportunities. The world is certainly getting smaller and we have access to so much technology that makes it relatively easy to connect with people all over the world. So the potential for growth for those willing to dive in is incredible. Have a think about it. Even with a physical location that services local clientele, what opportunity is there to expand your reach? In this age of lockdowns and restrictions, the ability to think outside the box and to create new and exciting ways to reach and service our communities is even more relevant, isn't it? So I wonder what that could look like for you. Claudine also talked about something really close to my heart, and that is the importance of emotion in business. The very reason I started this show was to highlight and normalize the fact that everybody goes through shit. Everybody has stuff happen. Everybody has things going on that has the potential to affect or even completely derail our business. There is no strength in pushing all this aside. That's just not strength. That's sticking our head in the sand and hoping it goes away. Like that's, that's weak. Strength comes from facing the shit. Strength comes from acknowledging the shit. Strength comes from processing the shit and all the emotions that come with that so that we're able to come out the other side, a stronger and more resilient version of ourselves. Now, I know this can be hard to do, especially right now here in Australia, in New South Wales, we've just gone into lockdown again. And I just want to take this opportunity to remind you that my door is always open. If you need someone to talk things through with to help find that clear path forward, then please reach out email me, message me, book in for one of my business bouncing calls. All the details are in the show notes to this episode. This is an opportunity. This is the time to step up and shine. It is not the time to fade away. And I know there are so many businesses doing it tough right now. So if you do need some help, if you do need some support, then please 
reach out. The final thing that I want to highlight from this conversation is how Claudine spoke about reviews and reflection. When we work as an employee, we typically have a performance review or the opportunity to assess how things are going. Now, we don't get that if we work for ourselves. We don't get that if we're in business for ourselves. We have to create it. So if it's not something you've done for yourself lately, then I would encourage you to have a think about it right now. What do you love about what you do? What's working well? What's challenging right now? Is there anything that needs to change? What does 10 out of 10 look like in your business? And what might you need to start doing or stop doing in order to get there? As Claudine said, there's no power in changing things just for the sake of it, but there's also no power in doing the same thing over and over if it's not getting us the results you want. So it's a really great opportunity to just to stop, take a moment and just reflect on how things are going right now. It's pretty thought provoking stuff, right? Alrighty then, that is all from me for this week. I trust you will agree this has been another really valuable conversation. If there is anyone in your network that you think needs to hear it, then please share this episode with them and help spread this real life business movement amongst your community. If you haven't already, follow us on socials. We're on Instagram and on Facebook and the links are in the show notes to this episode. And if you are listening on a podcast app, then please subscribe so you never miss a new episode when it drops. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.